0: Today on the Locked On Hornets podcast, the Hornets take it all the way to OT. Nick Smith Jr. and James Booknight get important minutes. I've got David Walker here to discuss all of that and more on the Locked On Hornets podcast.
1: You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, because we live. We (laughs) live.
0: This is Locked On Hornets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. That's guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com forward slash Locked On. To get started, thanks so much for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free. We are daily wherever you get podcasts, and that includes YouTube, where you can see me leading the show today. Walker feeling a little under the weather. He's got those uh, January Flynn blues. Really, what happened is he did not want to pay into the Flynn bucket. He's he's been dinged a couple of times, and he did not want to pay any more money into the Flynn bucket. And who can blame him? uh david walker beside me the og crew back together again david how are you
1: i'm good i'm gonna try and avoid that flim bucket on uh, on all counts but hopefully i <laughs> won't be a contributing contributing to it either tell you what doug let's just hold let's just hope the the internet everything goes well on my end we've got major wind warning in charlotte today so the kids are out of school it's chaos uh right now it's just a little cloudy so so far so good
0: All right, fingers crossed. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, You can get more of me on my Substack, Every Hornets Box Score. I've got a full recap of this game against the Bulls in Spectrum Center at everyhornetsboxscore.com. You can also text me on the uh, Sicko Brigade subtext. Join subtext.com forward slash locked on Hornets. So let's get to this game, David. Uh, I want to talk about how they got this game into OT. It's the back half of a home-and-home series. With the Chicago Bulls. Just a few nights ago, they were in Chicago. They lost that game. They take this one into OT. They don't come away with the victory. Final score 119 to 112. And then later, I want to talk about NSJ, James Book, nice, some young guys getting some important minutes. And of course, we have to talk injuries because we had another one. I mean, it is absurd at this point. It is crazy. Right. You, we cannot, the Hornets cannot go one single game without a new injury announcement this one Cody Martin not playing in this game due to a groin strain he is day to day but I don't want to focus on that I don't want to focus on that right now I want to focus on how they got this game into ot David what do you what did you see what was what were the differences between what essentially was a game that they were never truly in in Chicago to a game in which they got this thing to oT
1: yeah, I mean, I think the Chicago one was a little bit of a schedule loss uh, coming back from that West Coast trip. I think you guys hit on this, you know, just ready to get home and just ran out of gas on their way back from the West Coast to Charlotte. So a bit of a, a bit of a, a I don't want to call it a trap game, but just, you know, a letdown game in Chicago and then um, getting home. Uh, getting a little energy back. The Bulls, all, I mean, they're dealing with energ- they're dealing with injuries all over the place too. But they seem to be able to at least get their guys back on limited minutes. But you know, I mean, it, a lot of this was just Terry Rozier being <laughs> like the second coming of Kobe Bryant. Uh, you know, in, in some cases, I mean, it, it's, it's literally unbelievable that he keeps doing this and the shot making he's doing, the difficulty level. Um, getting fouled on those threes some called some not we'll get to that later that certainly helps but he is playing with such tremendous gusto right now Doug that uh, that he's taking it a lot on himself now there were other guys that contributed but you know uh you know Miles Bridges obviously hit the tying shot but they were just able to come back and keep scoring get enough stops not foul down the stretch on DeRozan which was big um, and, and, and kind of claw their way back into this one and just keep scoring. It's so hard for them to get stops, and when they do, I feel like their offense is like, oh, my God, <laughs> we have a chance to, to take a step forward here.
0: Yeah, I think a couple of things were going on. Obviously, Terry Rozier, 39 points, 10 of 18 shooting. The degree of difficulty on these shots, I will keep oh. saying it, is really incredible on both the threes that he's taking when he does the scary shuffle into the corner, the, the the leaners, the distance that he gets, the distance that he moves from where he starts to where he finishes before he takes a jump shot is incredible, The the space that he can open for himself on those. Seven made threes, but not only that, he was 12 of 12, From the free throw line, dude was getting fouled all over the place, especially from three, eight assists, and zero turnovers. And that's That's super important because the Bulls were able to turn a lot of the other turnovers that other Hornets made, some in critical situations like in overtime, that they were able to turn those into easy points. That's what the Bulls do. The reason this was different, I think – is because you got a lot more defense from a lot more different places. I think JT Thor, hustle plays, six offensive rebounds. Nick Smith Jr. gave you the offensive fire, the punch. Miles Bridges continued a string of good shooting nights. And you're right, they were able to just kind of hang in there despite the fact that you know Andre Drummond again crushed you on the glass. Again, they cut off the paint. But they were doubling Terry, and Terry was either able to, to go quick and that's where they hurt the the Bulls, by the way. It wasn't in the half-court offense. It was their ability to adjust and say, all right, last game they were able to trap us too much. This game we're going to get the offense started early and, and get some points that way. And they were able to do just enough to hang around with the team that, let's be honest, the Bulls, they are getting guys back, but they're not very good offensively. Like if you're going to yeah. be a team that doesn't play defense consistently, play the Bulls because the Bulls don't play offense Consistently, and so they were able to get enough possessions to get it to overtime. But but that they shouldn't have gone to overtime. This is a team that is down a, a ton of players. They're they look exhausted. Terry looked exhausted by the end of the game. Uh, Brandon Miller's sick. Uh, uh, Steve Clifford said after the game he's gutting through it. Asked out of the game multiple times, but he's playing through sickness that kept him out a game. And so you didn't need this game to go to overtime. And Terry Rozier had a shot at the end of the game, David, and a lot of people thought he got contact on that shot. Should have been free throws. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, he certainly thought he got fouled for sure. Uh, i never saw a great replay of it, but at the very least, I mean, you tell me it sounded like uh, I think DeRozan was on him and it sounded like he didn't give him enough room to come down and land, whatever it was. I feel like it could have been called. It has been called, you know, it's called pretty consistently on the Hornets the other way, That that sounds like I'm whining, but you know it's called a lot. Uh, Obviously, in a big last-second shot scenario, it's I guess it's a little hard for those refs to 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 blow that whistle. But I feel like the Hornets, (laughs) they've earned it. You know, every once in a while they could get a a call at home on the guy that's got 39 points on the night who gets fouled shooting the three-pointer. So yeah, I'm with Terry if he thinks he got fouled and he definitely thinks he got fouled. Uh, you know, I feel like the refs could have could have thrown them a bone there, and just let's take this thing uh, out in in regulation. Because you're right, dude. They, I mean, six zero run from the Bulls to start overtime, and it showed right from the beginning that the Hornets simply just ran out of gas. They really needed that game to end in regulation, and just uh, just didn't get the call. I mean, what would you think of the you know the play, the the last play they drew up? It was out of a timeout. It looked like they just gave it to Terry and said, you know, figure it out
0: why again do you blame them at this point look at there's no one else in the court that you would do that for except maybe miles bridges but of the two i'm going to go with terry he's oh, just yeah, consistently yeah. been able to hit difficult shots and and this is not and and the thing is like the bulls were were not were going to live with anyone else taking the shot um so right you know but but i think the hornets had to give it to the guy that has been making difficult shots. And I thought he got a good shot. And I did think he got contact. And you're right. They have made that call all year. And they made that call in this game. He was fouled multiple times from three by the Bulls. And Donovan challenged one of those. It was his second challenge. He challenged one of those. And I just wonder if the refs had that in the back of their mind. That Donovan was upset that that you know one of those didn't go his way. And they had called it multiple times already. But the fact was, the Bulls kept committing the foul because they were playing super aggressive on Terry Rozier. And that's the strategy. Clifford said it after the game. Teams are going to go after Terry because they know that the rest of the personnel is not going to step up and hit shots. Bryce McGowan's JT Thor. uh, You know, there's just too many guys. Ish Smith is going to hit mid-range shots, but he's not going to hit outside shots. Uh, Miles Bridges is better, but he has been inconsistent from 3 in the past. And so, you know, that that's that's the game plan. And I think Terry said something interesting after the game. He said, "Last season, they did teams did the same thing to him that when when mm-hmm. LaMelo Ball was not on the floor and it was up to Terry, they blitzed him, they double teamed him, they tried to take him out of the game. He did not do as well in those situations last season when it was he and Kelly Oubre trying to carry the team. He learned from those situations." And he's obviously better at those situations, getting being able yeah. to score 39 points despite the fact that the entire defense was focused on stopping you. Uh, we just we really yeah. can't say enough how impressive that is. And it'll be sad, you know, if the Hornets decide to move on from him. I think they're going to get max value, but it'll be sad to see him go.
1: Yeah. Well, the one thing I'll say on that one is uh, I would have liked to have seen, and maybe this was the plan, right? In that situation, you want to try and get something on the rim. So that you maybe have a chance for a rebound or a follow-up. Uh, now, banking on uh, the Hornets' ability to rebound may be a risky proposition, but you know if you take a shot with a few seconds left and you can get two shots at a game-winning field goal. But ultimately, their goal had to be: let's get the ball to Terry. Like, however we do that, he's going to be the guy with the ball in his hands making a shot. And it just seemed like that happened early, and he, you know, dribbled the dribbled at, tried to get a, a good shot off. And like you said, the, the ref blows a the whistle there. Yeah, you know, everybody's fine. Nothing, nothing's wrong. So, just a uh, uh, a bit of a gut punch there at the end because they were definitely exhausted.
0: Well, yeah, but it was a gut punch because you go into overtime and you allow an eight zero run off blitzed. the jump, off the rip to the <laughs> Chicago Bulls, and, and yeah, he wasn't
1: tired. Kobe, Kobe White was not tired. I think he's still running up and down the court.
0: Best player in that draft. I called it. I'm telling you, you and me. OG crew, we called it. Kobe White, best player out of the draft. All right, no, um, I want to talk more about this overtime period because despite giving up an 8-0 run, that wasn't all she wrote. The Hornets did get back into that overtime period, and it was thanks to a young player who got some important minutes, Nick Smith Jr., coming up. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. And it wasn't just Nick Smith Jr. James Booknight got some first half minutes. What do you think about that, David? Little little Booknight appearance. <laughs> Ooh, it only took crazy. It only took 17 players. Yeah. ending up on the injury list for Steve Clifford to finally relent. Uh, so that's coming up on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. And I do a lot of things right, folks, so you can take it from me. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you just want to actually eat breakfast too. What a concept. Therapy helps you find your strengths so that you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. Back here on Locked On Hornets. I want to tell you about something that exciting that's happening on the Locked On Network right now, Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for your 24-7 coverage of the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows like Locked On NBA, covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel okay so the wow. hornets missed. What? that's
1: hold on that's cool uh, this is the <laughs> yeah. first i'm hearing of this is this the oh, first time okay you've this, this is <laughs> yeah amazing. well
0: you're gonna have to go to youtube and subscribe yeah i will
1: as soon as I, i'll get double windows going here that sounds like the old school espn you know like actual yeah. sports news 24 7 What a what a he- concept
0: yeah, and, and I think if the Hornets ever get LaMelo Ball and some of these guys back, we'll have a chance yeah. of being on that stream at sure. some point. Right now, sure. right now, it's difficult for the Hornets. Um, I did want to ask a question before we get to this OT period. I did want to ask a question. Would you take team street clothes or team available at this point? Because I can't believe this, mm. but it would actually be, I think, a pretty fair fight. Let me give you the roster of team street clothes right now. It's LaMelo Ball. It's Gordon Hayward, it's Cody Martin, it's PJ Washington, and it's Mark Williams. That is a solid starting five right there against the starting five that the Hornets are going with right now, which is uh, Terry Rozier, Bryce McGowans, Miles Bridges, uh, Nick Richards, Mm -hmm. and who am I missing? Brandon Miller. Miller. Who are you taking? Um,
1: Team Street Close, team available. Which team gets Nick Smith Jr.? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: That's a sick man. <laughs> in a big game. He was getting know. huge minutes in this game. That's a good answer. He was getting huge minutes in this game. Not only he's been getting beginning of second quarter and beginning of fourth quarter minutes, which aren't those aren't small minutes. That's a significant bump in his minutes and his responsibility from earlier in the season and he earned that by not being afraid to take big shots, hitting big right. shots, giving them a scoring punch. But in this one his role expanded even more. He was he was on the closing lineup, and Steve Clifford decided to stick with him into the OT period. Now, do you think that was a consequence of how much of that, I guess, is a consequence of Cody Martin being out, and how much of that is you think NSJ is actually earning more and more of a role on this team?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, a little bit of both. I think Clifford and most coaches are going to trust their their vet guys, the guys that have been there, but... Uh, there were other options. You know, he could have uh, put some guys who have been in the league a little bit longer Gallons, like He and, could have gone the gallons there. Right. So, I mean, I think Nick Smith Jr. did nothing but earn those minutes. And, and Clifford's been nothing but complimentary and, and really, like, heaping praise on him from what I've heard. You see him. He jumps off the screen. I mean, like, I know the shot-making is there. The aggressiveness is, is there on offense. But, like, his energy level throughout is just you can see it and and it's it's infectious i think to the rest of the guys out there yeah he's gonna make a mistake he's gonna he like the epitome of his play at times right now is that one play in the corner last night where he just started running before he actually had the ball and it went out of bounds (laughs) like like a running back or a wide receiver that looks up and you know tries to run before they get hit and so he's still like a half step ahead you know, at times yeah. it feels like that, but he has an amazing ability on offense to really downshift when he needs to and make like a tough shot in the paint. Um, a couple of times, make those big threes. You ha- you have to love about both he and Brandon Miller. These two rookies, one are not afraid of the big shot, and two, you know, can often oftentimes hit it uh, when 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 called upon. And and he got a he got a big chance uh, in overtime there. I think. To, to bring it back to, like, a one-possession game and couldn't connect. But, dude, Nick Smith Jr., huge find. You know, we, we do like to crush Mitch, and, and and everybody gives him a hard time, but that's a, that's a, that's a huge steal, I think, in the yeah. draft right there at this point in the season.
0: So Nick Smith Jr., at the end of the game in overtime, he hit a corner three with 140 to go after the 8-0 run, and so that brought them back. And then, yeah, he missed the above-the-break three, to pull it within one possession, and they got called yeah. for a bad screen moments later. And that so, was, yes,
1: yeah, that was you're, getting,
0: you're getting high highs and some low lows with Nick Smith Jr. And I think Clifford has been careful to praise his shot-making ability. The thing that he does well 100% is make shots, and he's not afraid to take the shots, which is a big hurdle for a lot of young guys in those situations. He's been careful to praise that and only that. Because Clifford, I think, recognizes that there are a lot a lot of the parts of his game that need a lot of work. Passing. He did have three assists in this game, but there are a lot of passes that just hit guys at the knees. You know, Again, sim- simple passes where you're driving, kicking out to an open shooter like Bryce McGowan's or something, and they're catching at their knees and they need the extra half second to get the shot up. It's just stuff like that that's got to get cleaned up. It, it's the turnovers. But here's the thing. He plays with so much passion, that you yeah. have to be confident, if you're Steve Clifford, you have to be confident that this guy is going to figure it out. And the way he's going to figure it out is through uh, things that we don't see, like practice and offseason. But he he's going to figure a lot of stuff out in-game, and I think these are important minutes, important learning experiences for Nick Smith Jr. And what you love to see too, David, is you mentioned that turnover, right? He was mad at himself at that turnover. Late in the game, fourth quarter, brutal turnover. In a critical space, and he gets met. He like holds his head. He was on the floor. Yeah, Guys rush to him to like pick him up, and he like. But you could see him instantly go. All right, forget that. Check out. Got, got to let that go. Forget that. Get to the next play. That's what you love to see. He can play yeah. with passion, and he can play through the passion. I mean, yeah. I I love that.
1: Yeah. And, and Clifford's also talked about, you know, how he wants to get better. He's asking questions, he's listening and Clifford just eats that stuff up, you know? So I mean, I, I can't imagine he's any less impressive in practice. to these guys. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun to see. Also got, got a bit of a haircut on the, on the flight back. It looked like, uh, I got, a got a bit of a business cut. Uh, so maybe. What?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he did. I you and haven't
1: I... had one in a while. So what do you think about that?
0: Well, I mean, I know I got I got my hair cut oh, yeah, a little did. bit shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Not not that short. Not all <laughs> the way. I mean, he took the – yeah, he took the he, – he took it to the fro and then took the fro off. And, and now we've right. seen this hurt players, Hornets players in particular. I think about PJ, there's a little bit of that, mm. like, Samson idea of, like, cutting the hair or cutting the strength. And at the beginning of the game, at least, I thought, oh, boy, here we go again. And, yeah. no, but he was able to recover in this game and, and make some good plays. James Booknight also got some first-half minutes – And that's been very rare this season for book night to get anything close to important minutes. Again, Cody Martin out. There weren't a lot of options for the Hornets to go to at the wing. So you go book night. What did you see out of him?
1: Um, I did not see much um, in those limited minutes. I mean, and and I guess, you know, you look at, you know, um, Nick Smith jr. Ended up what? 32 minutes of playing time. Yeah. Uh, And so, at this point the the leash on um for book night is just so short you know and i feel bad for him because it's almost like you have to go in there and either not only not mess up but but almost make an impact to now to keep guys off the floor now to keep nick smith jr off the floor it feels like right um so it's it's gonna be tough for him right now and and i feel bad for him because uh it's it's a difficult hole to crawl crawl out of at this point i think because there's just there isn't a lot of trust there. there isn't a lot of proven history of uh, of being able to put them on the court and and having you know good things happen. so it's gonna be tough.
0: Yeah, I mean, look once once the contract was not extended, right. you know the story is running really written. Lot, they're, yeah. they're going to prioritize players that they feel like are a part of their future uh, over players that they don't feel that way. but but book Nye, to his credit, he gets an opportunity here to showcase himself a little bit, put something on tape when when he goes to you know audition for other teams and he made a couple of good plays he does get back cut pretty brutally by caruso uh but so did terry rozier at the end of the game and in, in overtime that was one of the plays during that 8-0 run uh but he recovered and got a chase down block he also hit an open three moments later uh but then you know of course uh kobe white gets in a transition and uh, goes one-on-one against book and book Knight cannot move his feet cannot stay at all with kobe and and commits the foul. So there are obviously still defensive issues with Booknight, but he does make a couple of plays. Hey,
1: Doug, are, yeah. one, one question for you on, on yep. the NSJ thing because I saw and I think it was Rod. I think it was our buddy Rod on Twitter was um, just saying, um, kind of echoing those thoughts of man, why why is it Dennis Smith or Nick Smith Junior. Why isn't he played more earlier? Why why is this mm. the first we're seeing of it? And like I I totally hear that, and I know I get the Clifford narrative. But like I, I look at him and and I still see the rushing in 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 uh in areas and I think that's probably why. I mean he is a rookie, he's nineteen years old. Like you know I think a lot of times when guys aren't playing, it's not always because the coach doesn't want him to play. It's because they they really do need some adjustment time. Um and I'm I'm guessing that's what happened here. Uh plus, yeah you know if you have Cody Martin available, if you have some of these other guys available, there's not going to be the opportunity for that. But I think he's carving himself out some minutes here. I just think that. It probably worked itself out that way as opposed to Clifford being like, I'm not going to play the young guys anymore.
0: No, look, he believes in minutes earned, not minutes given. And so I think that's the path that's being taken by Nick Smith Jr. He's earning these minutes, he's earning this opportunity. He was able uh, to hang, surprisingly, because size difference, he was able to hang with DeRozan and force him to the side that's in those pick and roll situations. Out. Yeah. Like, you can see moments. You can see moments. But, yeah, look, if you're a head coach and you're trying to win basketball games and you're given the choice between Nick Smith Jr., who – here's where I understand where fans are coming from because they look at the Hornets' offensive numbers and they go, this is one of the worst offensive teams in the league, and Nick Smith Jr. can come and give you, like, instant 10 ramen noodles. Mm -hmm. Why why not go with him? And the answer is, I think, because – if given the choice between him and another player where you feel like you're not going to feature either player in the offense, like Nick Smith Jr. is going to get opportunities, but you're not going to make him the featured player. So if, if you're going to give him an opportunity versus Cody Martin, who's not going to make as many mistakes and is not going to take you out of as many possessions, then you're probably going to go with that guy. And I think that's mm-hmm. really all it comes down to, but he has opened up play a place in the rotation for Nick Smith Jr. Yeah. in the second quarter in the fourth quarter, which he didn't have to do like he could have continued to shorten the rotation as he did earlier in the season and just exclude Nick Smith Jr. altogether He's not doing that he obviously sees the potential there and, and is and is creating a space for that um but you know look, whatever you think about it. Steve Clifford's job is to go out there and try to win a basketball game. And so he's going to go with the players that he thinks gives him the best opportunity to do that. He's not necessarily concerned with, oh, I've got to get Nick Smith Jr. minutes so that in year two or three he has that experience. Yeah. Just it. Bottom line. All right, coming up on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. The More Thor Movements. You thought it was dead. You had buried it. You put it six feet in the ground, and then all of a sudden, a hand shoots up out of the dirt. It's not dead yet. J.T. Thor, I've still got to talk about this guy. That's coming up on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up. The playoffs are upon us. But there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet. For example, you can do live same-game parlays. Uh, I like that they give you like the SGP, the same game parlays, they set some up for you because I I get paralyzed by choice, <laughs> like TV channels or Netflix or figuring out what to watch. So I like that they give you a couple of same game parlays. They set you up. They help you out. Find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more, including you can get lines on who's going to win the NCAA men's basketball championship and so David I'll ask you um, as my fellow UNC expert you're the one that I go to because I don't I don't keep tabs on the team like I used to so I go sure. to you as my expert and oh. they are plus 2500 right now to win the NCAA men's basketball championship mm. that's $10 to win 250 you slapping down a 10 on the Tar Heels to win it all
1: a couple of those odds yeah I think this team uh unlike a lot of Carolina teams we're used to seeing, can win a couple of different ways. They've run, they've won two recent rock fights in Pittsburgh and Clemson. Uh, they weren't high-flying, high-scoring events, and they were able to gut them out, something they have not been able to do in the past. So I think there's a level of toughness, and the defense is rounding into form now. Hubert Davis has those guys rebounding where they weren't previously. And, uh, yeah, it's an interesting team. Big big game this week, Doug, at, in, in Raleigh at 8 o'clock,
0: buddy. All right. All right. Well, I want. I also want a line on whether or not Armando Baycott will still be playing for the Tar Heels when my children go to college. We can I think only I hope. We can only co- hope. Come on,
1: NCA. Wise <laughs> up, buddy. Come on. This guy deserves another year.
0: All right. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. More Why Locked on Hornets.
1: Why is Armando why is Armando the only guy in college getting crapped on for playing eight years? It's happening left and right. Kids are literally playing it's almost like they're they're, they're transferring week after week, and
0: he's the only guy here getting crapped on. I've yeah. hit a nerve. More locked on Hornets ahead. Back here, final segment on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Guy we haven't mentioned, Miles Bridges. We want to talk about him in just a second, but I did tease before the break, uh, JT Thor. Six offensive rebounds in this game. I think five of those came on one possession where he just kept putting back his own miss. That's an easy way to get a career high. But yeah. even, even still, the, the amount of hustle plays that JT Thor made in this game, getting the 50-50 ball, saving an opportunity for the Hornets out of bounds. It ended up being a three-point make for the Hornets. He was all over the place. Uh, I didn't know if JT Thor was going to get a single opportunity, but that was foolish because the Hornets have enough injuries where anyone at the end of the bench um, is is a danger to go into a game at this point. Uh, Look, the shot-making still isn't there, David, but Thor – still still has an argument here to remain part of this rotation. It's not a big argument, but it but he's made a little bit of an argument to stay to stay in it.
1: Well, and it probably helps him that the Bulls had both Vucevic and Andre Drummond, you know, in the lineup playing at times cuz any help the Hornets can get on the boards, Clifford's probably going to throw out there and just say, you know, go, just go bounce, just go bounce around, put your hands up, trying to deflect some balls and and uh and get some rebounds out there, but You know, Thor is uh, a classic Hornets draft pick slash developmental player in that he just has never didn't come in with the right amount of um, shooting, half bakedness. Shooting, (laughs) Shooting. it's all about shooting. I I mean, you know, some of
0: this is complicated. A lot of it isn't. If he were able to hit open shots, which he gets all the time in the corner or on the wing, if he were able to hit those shots with some level of consistency, doesn't have to hit every one, but if he hits it at, you know, even a 33% 30, mark, yeah, you know, I mean, if he just, you know, hits one out of three, then you're happy with that kind of production overall. But he but he hasn't shown an ability to do that. And, and I think it's going to be the same thing that we keep an eye on with other players like Bryce McGowans and even Mark Williams. If Mark Williams doesn't uh, end up developing a shot, then, then I think – you know he's in the long term scouts is more of a backup center than a starting center for for a tip for an nba that the league that continues to evolve into a five out space you know I, I, I don't know if the hornets are ever going to be able to acquire enough elite shooting to be able to do something like what the golden state warriors would do with pachulia or bogut or anything like that where you you get away with having a five you can't shoot because all four of the other guys are not yeah. good shooters, not great shooters, but elite shooters. That's what you have to do. But I don't think the Hornets are ever going to get to that point. Maybe they do, but I don't think they will. And so Mark Williams has got to develop a shot. So that's what it comes down to with all of these prospects, is can they develop an ability to consistently hit shots? And, and Thor has not been able to show that, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, he's probably still going to get some chances and uh, if some of these trades happen. if he he survives
0: you know if he's not part of one that's that's the thing a lot of these guys like mcgowans and thor have to be looking at this situation and going i could very well be on another team after the trade deadline because they will be you you know seen as utilities in terms of making numbers work as opposed to utilities that you would want to actually employ on the floor so i'll have to see about that uh miles bridges continues a streak of three or four games now of good shooting nights, efficient shooting nights, hitting three-point shots where he wasn't really hitting at all, badly missing from three prior to these last three or four games after Miles Bridges admitted, hey, I'm not playing well right now. I've got to play better. He takes responsibility for his own play, and he steps it up. Got to give him credit for that, Walker, or David, David Walker. Either one works. Still
1: works. Still works.
0: That's why I, that's why I enjoy you as being the yeah, sub because I, na- I I don't get to be wrong. Miles Bridges at the end of this game was part of that 8-0 run by the Bulls. He makes a he makes a pass, tries to tries to zing a uh you know all-star level pass to Brandon Miller instead of making an easy play to, to extend the possession, tries to get one out in to Brandon Miller, and it's another turnover. He's I, I think he's made some mistakes late in games. And, and I'm not saying anything, David, that he's not admitting after the game that uh-huh. he's making some errors. That he's, he said he's overthinking things right now. What have you seen from Miles Bridges uh, just, just over the past couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, it's an odd mix of, of uh, you know, being ready to play and still being rusty. So uh, it's just probably the mental aspect of just not having played in so long. Honestly, when he came back, I thought he was more ready to go than I thought he would be. I mean, he looked more in the flow of things, but he doesn't have the explosiveness. He doesn't have quite the fluidity that I thought um, we had seen, you know, before he, he, he set out for a year. Um, I didn't love the top of the key three-pointer that he threw against the backboard uh in regulation now he did obviously made up for that and made a a a tough smarter shot in my opinion two-point shot uh in the mid-range to tie it up so so that was good it does look like he's overthinking a little bit you have to think it would be really really bad if if he wasn't out there though doug i mean at least with him and him and terry you feel like you're in the games just from a talent standpoint if those two guys you know can play at the top of their ability the Hornets have chances against a team like the Bulls for the most part, but still yeah. have chances to be in these games. And, yeah, the playmaking and the facilitating is not quite there. But that may not be also – you know, he's taking a lot of blame for that, but it's also a lot of new guys out there playing. It's also some guys trying to find their groove well, within the offense. You know what I mean?
0: It's it's him having to make plays, and that shouldn't be his role. He had right. five turnovers in this game. They, they just need guys like Gordon – Gordon would be doing that in that lineup. Obviously, LaMelo Ball would be taking a lot of that responsibility. You know, he needs to be a shot maker, a catcher of lobs, an occasional ISO turnaround scorer like he did to send them into overtime. Like that's – he's just playing – yeah. he's playing well outside of his role.
1: If it's – yeah, to your point, if it's Nick Smith, Jr., Terry, Brandon Miller, and Miles, <laughs> like who's who's making things happen for other people, right? Uh, right. So but you, they're not in this game at all
0: they're not in this game at all if he shoots under 50%. Like, he's 9 of 18 from the field. He's 4 right. of 8 from 3. It was his three-point shooting, especially in the first half, that kept this thing from getting to, like, 15 or 20 and it being a repeat of the game in Chicago. So he's he is a part of why they are staying in games, and also because he's playing outside of his role is a reason why they can't get over the hump and win a few of these games. And so... You know, barring a few guys coming back against Sacramento, though, we're going to see a very similar lineup when they play Sacramento in Charlotte before going back out on the road um, uh, after Wednesday's game against Sacramento. So we'll just have to see how it all develops. Uh, tomorrow, I want to talk. I don't know if Walker's going to be on the show. David, I might have to have you back again. Um, not have to. Let's I want talk. to. If you want to be back, you're always sure, sure. welcome. You know that. Don't, don't act like that. Don't act like I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get offended. Um, I want to talk about Mark Williams. Weird injury updates from Mark Mm. Williams, both from the team and a weird tweet from Mark Williams as well. I love love analyzing tweets, trying to look behind the scenes on a tweet. So we'll have to take a look at that tomorrow. Until then, thanks so much for making – Locked On, Hornets, your first listen of the day. Make sure you're checking out Locked On Sports today live on YouTube. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus those national shows like Locked On NBA, covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. David is impressed. I'm going right now. I'm thankful for David being on this show. And I'm thankful for you for watching this show and joining subtext and going to everyhornetsboxscore.com. Until tomorrow, go Hornets, go America, let's swarm Charlotte.